everyone, and welcome to the I'll Take a Glass podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Preston. No matter what's in it, grab a glass. And, and let's, let's do, do life together. All right, episode two, we're covering operating from a glass that is either overflowing or operating from a glass that's empty. And I yep. think there have been seasons where we've been able to operate out of both, but... I feel like more recently I've been operating out of an empty glass, but let's talk about what does it look like for you specifically to operate out of a glass that's overflowing? Yeah, well, at first, I think that's normal. Like, I think that for everyone, you're either going to be coming from a place of my glass is overflowing right now, or I feel like my glass is completely emptied out and there's nothing that I have that I can possibly give any more of. Um, and so I think for me, uh, the, when my glass is overflowing, um, I, I feel like I'm able to do more, be more, um, and reach more people, uh, and be more for those people. Uh, and it comes a lot more natural and effortlessly. Um, I feel like I lay my head down at night and I'm tired and I take that deep breath, but it's the deep breath of like almost like a job well done you know and i think that's i really think that's by design i think that that's how we were created when you look at genesis and uh, god creating the heavens and the earth and he got to the seventh day the day of rest and he said and it was good and to me it's just what like i feel like we are designed in that way that whenever we can go accomplish and do and be who we are supposed to be. We live out our purpose and we're coming from a place of overflow. I feel like we get to the end of those days and we take that breath and we feel like, man, like today was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. So you're ultimately saying like for you, whenever you operate out of overflow, it's because you feel like you are fulfilling your purpose. I feel like that's one of the big things. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do people listening to this go, okay, well, I don't even know if I know my purpose. Like, how have you found your purpose? Because I've, you know, I have struggled with that right. a lot about of finding my purpose. I think I'm getting, I've gotten to a place where I'm able to understand it more. But um, because I've focused on my purpose being around worldly things, and I think now that right. my purpose, I, it's from a different origin, and I've really become more comfortable with that. And so, for people who are listening and like, I don't know what my purpose is. What would you say? Um, I think that that's difficult and I understand. Um, I would say cliche things like, what are you excited and passionate about? Yeah. And if you would sit back and say, well, I don't really know what I'm excited or passionate about. Well, then a practical thing is go ask people that you have conversations Mm -hmm. with. Hey, what do I talk to you about? Yeah, that's good. And I'd be willing to bet they say like, oh, all you ever talk about is going to the gym and working out. Or all you ever talk about is cooking and different things that you've seen. All you ever talk about is cutting hair and styling. All you ever talk about is makeup. Like I... I feel like your passions and, and kind of what you feel yeah. like your purpose, uh, really your passions that you can live out will kind of come to light. Um, and so I, I would say that if you don't know what makes you excited and passionate when you wake up in the mornings, that those are some of the things that I would do. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. I think that's super practical because I think sometimes people are like, oh, well, your purpose is within this. And it's like, well, yeah, but I need something more practical to discover my purpose. I will say I feel like my purpose has been better understood 
or I feel like I've discovered it better when, because I'm content with basically our family mission is to love God and love people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that when I have become more content with that and knowing like that is the ultimate goal, I'm able to then tie my passions into that. And so every day that I wake up, it's not like I'm just doing something because I feel like I have to do it. It's like, am I loving the people around me? Am I showing them my heart, my desire, and ultimately God's heart and his desire? And am I operating out of that? And I think when I do that, like I feel like I've actually accomplished something, like I am living out my purpose. And so I think it's kind of twofold, but I do... I do agree with that. I know I talk most often about you and the kids, and um, I do feel like that is a part of my purpose, but I don't feel like that's my only purpose. And I think some moms maybe listen to this too, you might get stuck on that. Maybe even some dads who are at home, you know, kind of get stuck on that. So I think that's good. Okay, what does it look like when you are specifically operating out of a glass that is empty? Is it kind of vice versa? Yeah, I would say it's almost the exact opposite. Like it's hard to get going. It's hard to get anything done. It's hard to get in a rhythm and a flow. Um, it's hard to think straight. And then like those are the nights that I lay down in bed and I sit back and think like, man, I wish I would have done this different. Man, I wish I would have said this. Man, I wish I wouldn't have said this. Um, and it's just those are the days that I feel like I wish I could have a do over. Yeah. Like I, I wish I could wake up again this morning and do today all the way over. And I think that's me operating out of a glass that's emptying or empty or even past empty. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, revelation here. Okay. And, and I'm just thinking, but in processing, I, I think so many times, like we have this idea of, oh, I'm operating from an empty glass, but I don't think our glass is ever empty. I think it's full of things, but it's just, is it full of the right things? Right. Like, I think sometimes I'm like, oh, my glass is so empty and people are like, and I told you this, like even recently, like I feel like I'm just being drained. Right. And, but I don't know that that's necessarily what it is because I feel like we're equipped like if we lean into the right things, but I think my glass is full of the negatives at times or full of the things, all the things going wrong or full of the things that are bothering me or just all of the chaos in our lives. Cause we have little kids and we're, we have jobs that require a lot from us. I think it takes me in those times, like finding a trusted person, which for me, it's you, you're my trusted person and being able to like kind of empty my glass of the things that are like consuming me that are negative right. or, or things that are consuming my thoughts that aren't filling me in a positive way. And then once I'm able to like vent and like empty my glass with that, like I'm instantly able to fill it with like truth and life and love and encouragement and purpose. And so I think so many times you're like, well, I'm just strained. And I, I think, yeah, that's the case. I don't want to take away from that. But I think the draining comes from filling our glass with the wrong things, if that makes sense. Does that make sense what I'm saying? No doubt. I saw a video um, and it was a guy talking about this exact thing. And he grabbed like a, just a glass, like a clear, regular glass. And he put some mulch down in the bottom of it and he poured water in it. Um, and obviously like the water was disgusting. Like mm -hmm. it had dirt and mulch and nastiness all in it. And he, all he did was started stirring it up. And he was like, man, when you, when you have so much just junk in mm -hmm. your life that you're allowing to stay there mm -hmm. and all you're doing is trying to move and manipulate and switch 
where your junk ultimately falls, it's still dirty water. Yeah. And it's still gross. And it's still, like, for us, talking about what we're talking about, it, you get you get to the end of the day and it's still draining and exhausting and it feels like sacrifice with no benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he grabbed a gallon of water um, and just started just pouring this water into this glass. So what starts happening is all of the water starts overflowing and in that overflow, it's clearing out all this yeah. mulch and dirt and all of that stuff. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's filling yourself with truth or having somebody that can fill you with truth and having somebody that you trust and that y'all have the relationship where you can say, Hey, you're saying yes to way too many things. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be impossible for you to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish because you've got too many yeses in your life and you need a couple more no's. And I know that like we've had that conversation recently. And so like, hear me say, You've got to be comfortable saying no. You have to. Because you cannot be everything for everyone. Mm -hmm. Because the moment you start doing that, you start trying to be Jesus for other people. Mm -hmm. And people don't need you to be Jesus for them. They need you to be you for them. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, And you're saying that because I struggle to say no. Because I don't want to disappoint. I mean, people. I wasn't necessarily calling you out, but <laughs> yeah. I just know that. I mean, I. It's what we live. Like, yeah. We live that. We live, and I in 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 the past, I have struggled saying no. Yeah. Because like I, so we've talked about in the last episode, like we're teachers and coaches. Well, I didn't come from a family of teachers and coaches. Yeah. And so early on, like I said yes to any and everything because I didn't know what was standard and what wasn't, and mm-hmm. so. Like it, it took me a while to find my voice and to find uh, like my coaching style and my teaching style. And it just like that was hard. Like those were some hard seasons in there where um, I just felt like I said yes to a lot. And there was mm-hmm. a lot that didn't have to be didn't have to be a yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And I was actually going to kind of say something to that effect, too, is like. I also feel like my glass is full with the right things whenever I'm operating out of who I am and who I was designed to be. And when I start trying to be everyone else, like that drains me. That is completely draining for me. And it's like, it or in this in this context, it fills me with the wrong things. Like, because yeah. I'm so busy looking around trying to figure out who everybody else is and like trying to put their stamp on my life. And I just don't like I can't operate out of that. Yeah. And so that that's another thing for sure that I feel like I struggle with. But I feel like I have a pretty like I can say no to people I'm close to. I can't say no at work. Like I struggle. I have struggled with that. And I don't know if it's because like I feel like I have to prove myself or something at times. I feel like that's where it comes from. But I also know that like it's not healthy for me. And I got to the place where I basically started setting boundaries so my no, my first no in working on that was setting boundaries around work. Like, okay, the, these are the only extra things I'm going to do and I'm not going to work at home yeah. and things like that for people who struggle, like might not can look someone in the face and go, I'm not doing that. Like you might just have to put boundaries in place at first as a stepping stone. Right. And I feel like I've tried to implement that. And I know in talking about boundaries, we've talked a lot recently just in our lives about boundaries and about Mm non-negotiables and saying like okay so in order for me to be my absolute best self these are things i have to do like for me like 
I value my time that I get to work out and exercise. Like I need that time. Um, and so that is a emotional therapy for me, a physical therapy for me, a spiritual therapy for me. Um, it's me taking care of myself. And so that's a non-negotiable. And so whenever we don't set good boundaries or we don't have enough boundaries in place, mm -hmm. we wind up saying yes to too much. And now our non-negotiables, there's no time for them. Yeah. Or something that we've committed to and giving our word to. And obviously we want to be people of integrity. Well, now we've given our word to something that now we're not going to be able to do because there's not enough time in the day to get it done. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, okay, so something that where it looks like for us to operate, I feel like out of an empty glass, like things in our lives that are pretty common. One, we have small kids. Mm -hmm. um, two, we have full time jobs. And really, I don't think people understand fully the extent to which like when I explain to them what coaches and teachers do and the hours that we put in, they're like, oh, I had no idea. So we have yeah. full time jobs that really are like overtime jobs yeah, if we're being honest. Another episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are managing multiple schedules because we have three small kids and we have two of both of our schedules. We're in two different districts. Like it's it's insane, right? right. And then your football and basketball like are two different sports. Um, and then you've got like the tedious routines that sometimes kind of feel, I think when people are like, oh, well, because routines are good for our kids, right? Especially because they're so small. But for us, sometimes, like, I know when I'm, like, constantly prepping for school and daycare and all that every night and it gets tedious, it's, like, almost exhausting. But, like, I have to go back to, again, my purpose and knowing that my purpose, my first and ultimate purpose, um, I feel like on, on this earth, right, outside of loving God is to love my people. And when I, not just people, my first and ultimate goal, objective, and purpose is to love my people. And I do that even though it doesn't feel seen all the time because our kids just, they don't know any different. Like investing in them, investing in you. But it's not fair to them. I have to come back to this every day because like at work, I get tired, like you're tired, right? All right. the hours and time and the thoughts that you have put in, like all the planning, like it's insane. And I get home and I'm like flustered or I'm drained. And I get to this place where I'm like, man, it's not fair to them. Like, it's not fair to y'all that I'm operating out of this way. And so, like, sometimes it's hard, but I have to be creative and, like, intentional. And so that's the thing for me, I think, is, like, it has required a lot of intentionality for me in order to be creative. Yes. Like, one thing I did was I started setting an alarm on my phone. And when that alarm goes off, it says non-negotiable playtime. And that means, like... This is not time that I'm going to commit and spend to doing something around the house like I because I have a pro I have trouble with that. Like It's like, OK, I'm dropping what I'm doing unless something's on the stove and I'm going to go play with their kids. Right. And they don't need me to play with them for an hour. They need 15, 20, 30 minutes max, probably, because at that point they're already go to something else. Right. So um, I feel like that's kind of what it looks like for us to operate out of an empty glass. I mean, did I miss something? Can you think of something else? No, I think you nailed it. I was going to talk about intentionality um, because that to me is the key to all of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can fill your time with any and everything. Like there is stuff to do. Mm -hmm. There's just always going to be stuff to do. And so it, in order to do the things that fill you, in order to chase the things that you're passionate about, 
You're going to have to be incredibly disciplined and intentional Mm -hmm. with your time because that's the only thing that you really don't get back in this world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's the only thing you can buy more of. You can't like there's nothing that you can do about it. Right. So the clock is going to spin. And so in in knowing that that's where it requires a ton, a ton, a ton of intentionality on our part. Um, and it's it's like it's no different than so many other areas like budgeting. Right. Like mm-hmm. we know we're going to make a certain amount of money this month. And if we're not intentional with the way we spend our money well, we're going to get to the end of the month and there's either not going to be enough in there or bills are going to have to come out and there's yeah. no money to pay the bills. Yeah. And so because. And it's the same thing with our time. We get a certain amount of time in a day, certain amount of time in a week, certain amount of time in a month, so on and so forth. And we have to be incredibly intentional about that. And I feel like we've really made that a focus probably in the last two years or so. Yeah. Honestly, really since COVID. I think COVID kind of woke us up to like, because we had so much time because everything was shut down. Yeah. And like almost too much time. Right. Yeah. But. Um, I think since COVID, um, it's just like we, we are we are more awake and uh, more apt to evaluating how we are spending our time and being intentional yeah. about it. Yeah. We also have we've had two additional kids since COVID. So right. like we One for of them sure. was a COVID baby. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to be intentional for sure um like for example we have like what what would you say like 12 baskets of clothes right now 12 loads we need to fold and we're like okay we're doing something that's filling us right now we're recording a podcast airing out our dirty yeah yeah for real (laughs) but okay so like people hear this and they're like okay yeah great y'all passed out all of the ways that we you know are drained we've emptied our glasses and people listening to this i'm sure constantly feel like they don't have enough time and then because they don't have enough time they feel like they're failing in certain areas at least that's how i feel so i guess i won't speak for everybody else but like practicals i think practicals and showing what we've done now we've talked about this we are not experts Mm -hmm. so these are just tools that we have yeah our whole our whole life has been trial and error not anything expert yeah yeah for sure and like right now these are tools we've put in place but we haven't figured this out like it's right it's kind of a daily thing that we're having to work on no doubt um so one of the tools i would say and we've talked we've hit a little bit on this in the episode already is task management but for me it's been hard cutoffs I struggle with this. Like, I'm like, if I'm working on something, I have to finish it. Because if I don't, then I feel like, like it's constantly in the back of my head. I'm like, man, yeah. I gotta get that done. I gotta get that done. Or if I don't finish it, I feel like I didn't get anything done. And so I struggle with this. And so something I've tried to implement, and it literally on my calendar says hard cut off. Like, there are times where I'm working on something, and I'm like, no, this is the hard cut off. Meaning, I don't work on it past that point, that time of day. And if I don't get it done, then I just have to figure out another time in my schedule to get it done or things might get pushed back. Or if it's something that's been requested of me where I go, okay, I can get that done. But just know that the other things you've asked me to do will get pushed back as well. Right. Kind of thing. And so I would say that's one tool. What's something else that you think that we have implemented recently that has kind of helped us with when we feel like our glass is empty, that has helped us fill it? Um, I think one of the biggest ones, and I kind of talked about it already, is like you've got to be able to say no to stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there are going to be things. And then understand, too, like 
like I'm passionate about coaching, teaching. Like I, I love doing it. I feel like that is why I was placed on this earth and I am living in my purpose. But just because I'm doing that every day doesn't mean every day in that is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And everything that that requires of me is going to be easy. And so I don't want you to sit back and feel like if you're listening to this or just as a human being, sit back and say, oh, man, I just feel like if I'm in my purpose or in my passion, like it's supposed to be so much easier mm -hmm. because there are times that it's going to be incredibly difficult when you're chasing your passions, chasing those dreams. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Um, but I will say one of the things that like just another tool is finding finding stuff to say no to and what that would look like and i'm a big analogy person and so in the same way that you should if you don't but in the same way that you budget every month and you write down okay these are the expense dates these are the when it's going to come out these are the bills we have to pay this is the day we get paid and so on and so forth like we we can be, as people, pretty meticulous on how we do our budget. Well, it seems like we don't have that same intentionality mm -hmm. with our time. And so you just talked about task management. Like for some of us, we are great schedulers. For some of us, we get to the end of the day and it's like, where did all the time go? Mm -hmm. And so if you don't already do this, I would challenge you to write down everything that you have to do for the day, for the week, for whatever, a day by day planner or whatever it needs to be. And then figure out like, okay, what of these things can I say no to? What of yeah. these things don't necessarily line up with my passion and my purpose? What of these things are my non-negotiables? And then figure out just the same way you would do in a budget, where can I free up time? Yeah. Because if I know right now, all right, I need to save. There's a sweet pair of shoes coming out and I know I want to save and, and make sure that I have money next month in order to get those shoes. Well, I'm going to figure it out in the budget and I'm going to mm -hmm. figure out what I can say no to and what I can cut off and what I can work around and manipulate. What's well, the same thing with our time? And mm -hmm. so if you're feeling like I'm drained and there is no time left in the day for me to do anything for me or anything that fills me or like I would challenge you, write down everything that you do in the day and figure out, all right, well, what are some areas that I can say no? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. And so like something else that I have tried to implement now, I will say like with anything with growth and strength and things like that comes, you got to flex that muscle. You got to you got to work that muscle out. And <laughs> right. I'm still struggling with that. Right. Like this is the everyday thing where it's like, OK, I have to, I have to practice this every day. Like. Same thing when I played basketball, you played football. Like in order to get good at something, we had to practice it every day. Right. And it was hard at the beginning. And then it became a habit afterward. And so something that I have tried to implement is like, yeah, I have my calendar and it has my events or whatever. And it might say, okay, well, I know I'm at work at this time. And this is the hard cutoff for that. Specifically, like I've tried to write down a, like a list of things for the week that are only work things that I can only, that I will choose or that I choose to only do at work. And so that stays at work. And that means I can't bring it with me. So if I don't bring it with me, then I don't know what I'll have to tackle. Right. Right. And then there are things at home where it's like, OK, well, I know I got to order groceries because I don't shop in person. I don't like doing it. It takes forever. I have this list like, OK, I got to order groceries. These are things that I can do at home. I'm giving myself permission to do at home. Well, that thing 
that that one kind of goes with me wherever I, wherever I go. But the work one, I have to kind of keep at work. So that's one practical thing. Another thing um, just to kind of touch on is um, deciding what fills you and doing that thing and doing it every day. And I think you talked about that is like finding what your passion is. Fortunately, like for me, I'm passionate about spending time with my family. Like it, you and the kids fill me when I get to have time of doing nothing with y'all, just hanging out with you at home. Well, fortunately, I get access to that almost every day. And when I don't, I feel drained. Like, if I don't see you because of our schedules, I feel drained. Like, it, it takes from me. And so, but also, like, I really enjoy coaching and teaching. And so, like, I get the opportunity to do that. And so then I just try to find the positive in it, even when it feels draining, like, really trying to focus in like we tell the girls all the time like when you step inside the gym in those walls like you you let go of everything else and so I've said this a few times like there are always things going on in my life but I can't expect that of them to for them to let everything go and I don't do the same so I really try to be intentional like I step through that door and I'm like okay I gotta release these things I gotta be be present in what I'm doing right now and being be intentional because I love doing this and I'm passionate about it and I think when you can have that mindset do something that you're passionate about even like i don't coach and teach on sundays right but i'm passionate about spending time with y'all because you can be passionate about more than one thing i'm passionate about doing this like spending time and connecting with other people and so i get to be creative in that and so i think that's something that people should probably try to focus on so to kind of wrap up this conversation um let's talk about what overflowing glass looks like for us Um, One thing I would say for me, one way that I for sure fill my glass is to serve y'all because I am a, in my love language, it is serving or to be served, I guess. And then the other one is quality time. And so when I get to serve y'all and then I get to spend time with you, but time of doing nothing, (laughs) like I'm an introvert, I'm an extroverted introvert. Like there's only so much time I can spend around a bunch of people. And then I'm like, all right, I'm done. I need to I need to rejuvenate. And then I can come back and talk to all these people I don't know and, and use all my energy in that way. But I think that's one thing for me. One thing for you. you another one I know for both of us is working out. Yeah. Um, what else would you say is something that you would be like, okay, this is something like I could pretty much use to fill my glass every day? Um, I would say definitely... If you have not learned or you don't know what your love languages are, Mm -hmm. I would definitely do that. Spend some time investigating that. And so, like, ironically, you just said your love languages are access, service and quality time. So that's what fills you when those when you are being loved in that way. Mm -hmm. Well, naturally, we love people the way we want to be loved. And so you spend so much time doing acts of service for us as a family, for me, for the the girls and ace, for people, right? Mm-hmm. That even in that, and I know I'm kind of backtracking here, but even in that, like that can wind up draining me because I'm loving people the way that I want to be loved and not necessarily giving time to be loved in that way, mm-hmm. right? I can't be doing a ton of acts of service for people and then also acts of service are being done for me right like if i'm the one like if you taylor are the one standing over the kitchen sink washing the dishes and making sure the kitchen is in order after we've eaten dinner and all of that well it's impossible for me to do that now right like i can't then say all right i clean the kitchen for you as an act of service 
to fill your love tank. Mm -hmm. So figure out what your love languages are. Figure out what your partner, your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, what their love language is. um, And try to love them the way that they are wanting to be loved through their love languages. And then try to make sure that uh, you let them know what your love languages are so that they can love you in that way. Yeah. This is a reminder. It's time to get it on. This is a reminder. It's time to get it on. Okay. I had to I had to let that play out because I don't really want to edit that out. <laughs> people just got a legit in on what our life looks yeah, like. Uh, I, what happens when you film a, a podcast or record a podcast in the bedroom? I mean, <laughs> so Taylor set a reminder on Alexa every single night at 9 o'clock. <laughs> says the person who's playing love languages, physical touch. Yeah, to go off to say that this is a reminder. It's time to get it on. <laughs> And so that is what you just heard. So now you know we're recording this at nine o'clock at night. No, <laughs> no, no, that's perfect though. Like I don't even want to edit that out because it, and it ties right into love languages because yours is very much so physical touch. And so everybody listening to this now knows who set that reminder. Like I don't even have to really fully explain myself. But no, no. so yeah, no, I think I think that's a great way to to end this conversation with our. In matter of fact, like if you really need to fill your cup in physical touch, oh, yeah. I mean that's it's the reminder. So yeah, you know, we need to end this conversation because we've got some stuff to take care of. So. <laughs> yeah, if your love language is physical touch, set and have Alexa set a reminder for you and tell you that it's time to get it on. So, <laughs> welcome to marriage, people. All right. Well, I think uh, I don't want to miss this in the notes because I'm looking at our notes and I see that you pointed out like. Finding partnerships yeah. if you are a single parent or yeah. if you're not a parent and you are just right now single or um, you just feel alone. Uh, so I don't want to overlook that. Yeah, so no, do you want to okay. speak to that? Yeah. So one thing I was going to say is something that really fills me is the partnership that I have with you. Um, because there are a lot of times, especially because our kids are so small that I feel like I can't keep up. Like, and then I feel mom guilt because I feel like I'm failing or like I feel because there's so much to get done all the time, truly, to take care of everybody. I feel like then I'm taken away from them as well. So it's mom guilt. And so for those who are out there who don't have a partner because they're not married or they might be separated or divorced or whatever that looks like, or people who, um, don't have kids but still feel like okay well i feel like i'm constantly being sucked dry i would say the next step for you is to find someone like a friend like a true friend because um we don't really do girls nights and guys nights very often just because our i think by the time everything's said and done like we're exhausted right but one thing i've really enjoyed is being able to connect with the women in my small group and so i joined a small group and um and being able to do that i feel like when I leave there, because we don't meet until 7.30 when all the kids are in bed. And you leave there at 10, and you're like, holy smokes, like, this is way past my bedtime. Because especially because I go to sleep at, like, 8 if I can't. Well, not true, but I wish I could. (laughs) So, but they've been able to fill me in a way, too. So just finding a trusted friend or a confidant that you feel like you can talk to, speak to, who can fill you, who can help you. And friends who are willing to step in and just be like, hey, 
like, I know you're struggling today. You got a lot to get done. Like, let me watch your kids for an hour or like, how can I help you? Somebody who's willing to serve you in that way. And so I would say that's probably like priority number one is if you don't have that to find someone who you could still partner with. We're created to do life together. Yeah. We're created to do life with people um, and not on our own. Yeah. And so, and again, like we keep saying, it feels like we're saying the same things over and over again this evening. But like if I'm sitting back saying, oh, I just don't have time for friends. I don't have time for mm-hmm. relationships. Like, okay, well, that's a problem. We need mm-hmm. to evaluate our schedule because like we were put on this earth to have relationships with yeah. people, with God. Um, and so if you have not given yourself or you don't have time in order to do that and uh, and kind of exercise that, would well, you need to. Yeah, we just talked about that with me. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I don't feel like I have the friends that, you know, that I wanted or whatever. And you were like, well, there's a friend at work who wants to be a friend and try to foster that relationship i'm like well it takes effort and you're like yeah it does yeah relationships are hard they <laughs> yeah. are they are and so you have to be just like you are with time like you have to be intentional yeah yeah so i think that's my next goal is trying to foster that relationship with um a co-worker so and you can do that at work too so that's what's so great about it okay well we would love to hear how you fill your cup let us know Tag us on Instagram, social media, all the things, because we have all of them. Um, And let us know how you fill your cup so we can share it with other people. And uh, that's it for our episode today. Tonight, I guess, because we're recording this so late. But um, thanks for listening. We're happy that you're joining us and connecting with us. And we can't wait to have a glass with you next week. And if you are enjoying it, please don't hesitate to go leave a review. Whatever platform that you are listening from. Yeah. Please don't hesitate to go leave a review. Or if you think this is the worst thing ever, don't hesitate to send us a DM. Don't leave a review. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a good thought. (laughs) All right. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Peace. That's it for our show today. Be sure to review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode when it's released each week. Tune in next week for more fun and connection. Don't forget to visit our website, view our blog, and connect with us on social media throughout the week. Don't forget to fill your glass this week. Share this episode with a friend and invite them to have a glass with us. Thanks for tuning in. We can't wait to hang out with you again.